Hey guys, before we get started, we partnered with EasyRx Drug Card to help save you money on your prescription medications here in the U.S. It's free, there's no club to join, just bring the prescription discount card with you the next time you're filling your prescription to see if it can save you some cash. If it does, great, if not, throw it away. There's a link on our show notes where you can download, text, or print your prescription discount card. Give it a shot. Another episode of the Crime and Coffee Couple. My name's Mike. Hello, Mike. I'm Allison. Hey, Al. How are you? We had a little bit of a rocky start there. A snafu, if you will. <laughs> I'd, uh, What'd you call us? The true crime the edition? The true crime edition of the coffee couple, <laughs> which is technically true. I mean, this is the true crime edition. Every edition is the true crime edition. It is true. And we are the crime and coffee couple. We sure are. So, yeah, it's uh, it's all right. You know, it's been a little while since I've done an episode. So, yeah. let me, uh, you know, work out the kinks, We're I guess. We're back in the saddle again. Yeah, I must say that um, I appreciate you making me some coffee here. Got some from uh, Columbia, from one of our son's friend's mothers, you know, who's a Colombian woman, and they went down to columbia i said hey can you please bring me some coffee sure enough here it is they they delivered mm-hmm. and you like it mm-hmm. it's nice it's like smooth it's um it, it's sweet a little bit almost like a cherry taste to it i don't taste that your palate must be better than mine well yeah in some areas and then you you do a better job elsewhere meanwhile you're drinking something from a bear's cup is it coffee it is okay. so i am like miss preparation all i do is get prepared for the next day so I've been making an iced coffee where I do like three shots of espresso Whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> and a strong brewed Keurig. I use hazelnut coffee and I make it the night before, chill it in the fridge. And then that morning I wake up and drink it and it gives me that jolt and the buzz that I need. Oh man, you were buzzing yesterday. You were just like, Ooh, I feel so oh. good. <laughs> and it wasn't like that anxious buzzing from caffeine because sometimes caffeine can give me like anxiety. That was like a pleasant... But I got a lot done. I washed all the windows in the house. Yeah, you did. Made a TikTok. I worked my ass off. Yeah, yeah. We haven't done one of those in a few weeks, so we should have a couple come out this weekend. Yeah. So we've we've had a hell of a week. The hurricane, Hurricane Ian, rolled through Florida. About two days before it hit, it was projected to basically come in at the eye over the county next to us. But then all of a sudden, it started shifting south and. You know, as thankful as we are that we were spared, we can't help but feel sick to our stomachs about what happened to the people like down towards Fort Myers. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, it's supposed to be like one of the worst ones of all time as far as flooding events are concerned. Yeah, and one of our friends we were out with last night, she has family that lives down there and friends. And I mean, their life is just basically turned upside down. They have no home. They have no school for their kids. Their business is gone. Like All the stuff that we take for granted every day. Just like, yeah, yeah. can't really get water, can't really get food. It's just you got to ha- rely on the help of other people. And then they had to move up north towards Tampa where we are. And the interstate, I-75, was basically underwater. Mm-hmm. A dam broke and the pictures were just unbelievable. It took them what normally would have been like an hour and a half drive, took them eight hours. Jeez. So it's just our hearts are with them. And, you know, we're sitting on a boat in the Tampa River Walk last, yesterday. Last night, yeah. The weather's in like unbelievably gorgeous. Like the hurricane must have pushed out the humidity and pushed in the cool air. So everybody up here is enjoying the hell out of the weather. And we're on this amazing boat. And all we could think about is the people who are like not even knowing what to do with themselves. Yeah, and we even have some family. Like our nieces still don't have power, and mm-hmm. you know they're without it, and it's they don't know what they're going to do. It's uh, right. it's, it's unfortunate, really bad. So, so we don't take for granted yeah. that we were spared. Right, 
right? I'm definitely thinking about those people out there. If you're one of them, really sorry. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's it's a unique situation for hurricanes where you can you know they're coming. It's just that you don't know exactly where. Right. They're very scary because of course we grew up in Illinois. We're not used to living through it. I mean, granted, we've been here for all 18 years, but we've really only had two serious ones yeah. since we've been here. And Knock this on was wood. one of them. Knock on wood for yeah. sure. But um, they're they're horrifying. You know they're coming. You just wait and watch, and you feel sick to your stomach. And all the grocery stores, all the water's gone all the time. Um, usually bread is gone and yeah. milk. and uh, All your sh- shelf-stable things, because people just assume they're going to lose power. And then water. Did I say water already? Yeah. Water's completely gone. You can't... And then gas is gone at, like, every gas station, because everybody's getting gas for their generators. cars. And generators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Oh, and Allison wants me to get a generator, so... Well, I mean, it only really makes sense. And uh, we don't really talk about it until a hurricane's coming. It's like, we should really get a generator. It's like, well, shit. Now we got, um, <sighs> you know, 1,500 people to deal with at Lowe's and Home Depot. And she's sending me some links on Amazon. I'm like, I don't even know how to buy a generator because there's different gases. There's different wattages. Aye, I'm, aye, I'm, aye, a, aye. I'm no expert. This in, is Mr. Procrastinator right here. I get to research. And now, you know, unfortunately, research doesn't come into play when you have a hurricane bearing down. Well, it you. didn't help that the weekend before the hurricane came, you were in Chicago. I was in Sarasota, Florida, helping with my parents. I was like out of sight, out of mind. I was like, huh? There's a hurricane? You're like, <laughs> I'm in Chicago. I don't know anything about a hurricane. I'm like, well, it's a coming, buddy. So we got to be prepared here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and then we also celebrated our one-year anniversary. One-year anniversary. High five to that. High there five. we go. Ooh, careful with the puppy. I must drop my clipboard on my Shorky's head. Yeah, you can see her uh, sitting here, actually, if uh, this video makes it to YouTube ever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, one year. I can't believe it. So I, I was asking you why do we have more than 52 episodes and it turns out we, we started with like five or six yeah we pre-recorded so that when we released we had a handful to release yeah because everybody likes to binge yeah so, um, and you know you think about like listening to our first episode we were like a deer in headlights or at least i was we were just the crime and or crime and coffee That's yeah all we were. i think it was just crime and coffee then we added a couple a little bit yeah. later yeah, so thanks to everybody for all the nice wishes. We got so many nice messages mm-hmm. when we posted that on Instagram. So that was really cool. Yeah. So we just want to say we appreciate our listeners and the little community that's forming around us. It just makes us feel special inside. And yeah, and great that we can entertain you. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these stories are terrible, but mm-hmm. they need to be told and these people need to be remembered. Right. So. The victims need to have a voice. Yeah. And it's just interesting because, you know, we, like I say, always just speak into the void as we're recording. And then you see such nice comments like, oh, I look forward to you guys. Every single week, you make my drive to work so great. And it's like, oh, my gosh, people actually listen yeah, to us. There's listeners. So, so it's just appreciated. So yeah. thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to get right to it here. But before we do, um, if you enjoyed this podcast at all, if you could review it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Amazon Audible, um, it's very much appreciated. It helps us climb those rankings and more people listen to us and we can get more cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can buy a studio someday. Maybe next year. Who knows? So that every time we record, we're not setting up your janky little office. Yeah, there's. Um, about like ten dollars of supplies here between the lights and the uh, to posts and uh, yeah. So I'm still holding my microphone because Lord knows we don't have another microphone stand. Oh, don't worry, folks. She's gonna fix that as soon as we get off. I'm gonna get on any football Sunday is Amazon or Allison online shopping day. Oh, we have a rule. Don't ask me about anything in the house for three hours while the Chicago Bears are playing. That's all I ask all week long, just three hours. Oh, that's all you ask, Mike. Oh, you're name, so good. Name one more thing I ask for in my entire life. Oh, I can name a lot. She can't. You son she of can't. a bitch. You can see her. She can't. He acts like he's so high and mighty. She's Mike. frazzled. She's frazzled. Step folks. off the cross, okay? Okay. So, 
Um, today's uh, my my day to uh, tell a story. Oh, weren't you oh. going to read a review from oh, one of our listeners? Yes, that's a great idea. Allison. I hate to put you on the spot here, but no. we could always move it to afterwards. I got too. it right here. So thank you for your reviews. Here's one of the best ones, uh, one of the most recent. Your podcast is so good. The research you do provides many details to make a great story. Your genuineness comes through every time, and I love how you call them as you see them. Keep up the great storytelling. Also hoping you're safe down there with Ian Bearing down in Florida. Denise from Minnesota. Very sweet. So the, she put her name in there. So if you put your name in there, I'll read it too. Yeah, um, we won't say your last name. No. Yeah. So thanks so much, uh, everybody. Yeah. Put in some reviews. Maybe yours will be next week. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, okay. Without further ado here. And I have no idea what Mike's case is today. We were out to dinner last night with our friends and they're like, so Mike's doing the case tomorrow? I was like, yeah. And they're like, you have no idea what the topic is? I was like, you're going to find out as I do. Again, we don't have time to not be real. So it just takes too much planning for that You crap. know, be real. <laughs> I'm wearing my joggers. It's I got a lot my... easier. It's way easier just to kind of be who we are. So I mean, why, why not be who we are? Yeah, I, I'm going to be. You always say that about people who have to wear like suits and ties i feel like it's dress up for adults it's just like why are we playing this stupid dress up game like we don't, don't want to be, be in, in the suit i don't want to be in a suit why don't we just wear a t-shirt and shorts yeah you know like i know you're a professional you know maybe brush your teeth and brush your hair and stuff sure <laughs> but like you don't have to do this fake bullshit you don't have to look like a slob like you say but i mean a suit and tie uh, who, uh, no i mean it's that's what a kid would do if they were trying to dress up like look i'm gonna put a scarf around my neck and tie it up it is kind of like, ironic it's, it's like so phony stupid. it's so phony I hate it, but hey, I would do it anyway. So I'm a hypocrite, okay? Well, oh, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, okay. Finally, we are getting to it. We right? are. We're here. here. We We're here. This one is about Bryce Lispisa. Okay. Um, you may I have might heard have heard this one. Yep. It's one of the most mysterious and unfortunately unsolved uh, mysteries out there of a missing person. Um, so definitely, you know, it's on Facebook. If you know anything about this case or, or know him, he's, he's kind of, you know, he stands out because he has red hair, um, you know, light complexion and everything. So, you know, he's, he's one of those, you know, you can definitely know about the Bryce Lispisa case if mm-hmm. you see his picture, but he's the son of Karen and Michael Lispisa. Uh, Bryce was born on April 30th, 1994 in Springfield, Illinois. Oh, okay. Uh, capital of the state that we grew up Abraham in. Abraham Lincoln was born there. Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you all about it down there. Get a horseshoe sandwich in Springfield, Illinois. Horseshoe. Oh, yeah. And then don't they do those disco fries, too? I think they do. Okay. Yeah. So I could be making that up. The horseshoe is like, it's well known in Springfield. It's just basically a, an open face sandwich with like cheese on top. And, and gravy everything. or something? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Very sinful. But anyways... um. He graduated from Naperville Central High School in Naperville, Illinois. Really? That's where we moved from. Yep. Yep. We lived right near there for a couple of years. It's about 40 minutes outside of Chicago, for those of you that don't know, Naperville, Illinois. He was an artistically talented fella and apparently was pretty charming, which made it easy for him to make friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shortly after graduating high school, his parents were able to retire, uh, which is awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. This was around 2013. Okay. Okay. Um. And they decided to move to California with Bryce. They moved to Laguna Niguel in Orange County. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that through like Real Housewives or one of those. I always think of the OC, Mm -hmm. that show from like the 90s. Oh, okay, yeah. (laughs) Anytime I think of the Orange County, I'm like, okay. Um, Laguna Beach is right near there and everything. So after his family settled in Laguna Niguel, Bryce went to school, uh, a school called Sierra College in Sacramento, which is way further. It's like eight hours away. Okay. Like, way, way north. So, he moved north to Chico, which is about 90 minutes from Sacramento. Um, which Chico is was in that show that we watched. Was um, it Orange County? 
I don't know. It, it was, might have been. I think it was. It was in one of our shows. Like that brooding guy was from Chico or something. Yeah, right? I can't remember. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyways, he moved to uh, Chico, which still was about 90 minutes from his college. So maybe he just found an apartment there. Interesting that you would commute an hour and a half to go to your classes. Yeah, That's... maybe a lot of them were online. Who knows? Okay. But uh, he was starting his freshman year and he was majoring in graphic and industrial design. Um, like I mentioned, he's artistically talented. And uh, Sierra College was pretty far from his mom and dad's house, like I mentioned, about 500 miles, eight-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, I mean, they could, if they needed to, they could take a flight into San Francisco and you know kind of drive the rest of the way. So for geography purposes, I always like to picture where mm-hmm. things are. And Chico is close to Sacramento and kind of near San Francisco, while Laguna Niguel is near L.A. Okay. On the south. On the south. Yeah. So San Francisco to the north, L.A. Mm-hmm. to the south. Um, freshman year went pretty well for Bryce. His grades were pretty good. Um, he quickly made friends and um, you know was quickly friends with his roommate. Even g- began to date a girl named Kim Sly. Okay. So things were going in the right direction. And that summer, by all accounts, Bryce was excited to get back to school. So you know, he, he freshman year was great. Summer was okay, and he's like, "Yeah, let's get back to school. I can't wait." Uh, he told everyone that he was looking forward to his second year. Everything was great. Uh, Bryce went back to Sierra College a little early, about two weeks before school actually started. And uh, it was a nice way to kind of ease back into things, get, you know, moved back in and everything, say hi to your friends, catch up on what's been going on. His mom, Karen, had spoken to him on the phone, and she said that conversation was normal, that Bryce was clear-minded and excited to start the year with a new school session. And, you know, you might be wondering... Why did you have to mention clear-minded? Because that changes here shortly. We assume something's going to go wrong. Yep. So when school started, Bryce went to his classes and saw all of his friends that he made freshman year. But around the same time, Bryce's parents began to notice some changes in his behavior. Mm. So So they would talk to him on the phone and notice little things. Right. Um, He seemed more down and depressed. Some erratic behavior and didn't seem as into his friends in school and more withdrawn. Mm -hmm. This is something we all need to watch for, whether it's our kids or our friends or whatever it is. Right. Just changes in their demeanor and their behavior. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you're a parent and you're eight hours away from your child. So hard. I can't imagine. Who's also an adult at this point. Yeah. And you're probably figuring they're going through some changes. You know, let them struggle a little bit. It's good to let your kids struggle and figure things out. Because we all will have to. At some point in our life as parents, we have to realize that our kids have to solve things by themselves because we're not always going to be able to be there to solve their problems. I always think a perfect example is like learning to ride a bike. You mm-hmm. can't always be right next to them as they're riding, even though you want to be forever. It's yeah. just like you got to let them crash just because they need to learn how to balance. You're much better at that than I am. I I'm more nervous. I'm not a helicopter parent by any way, shape or form, because I realize that our kids have to leave the nest at some point, And it's a gradual process. That's what like makes us survive. it. we have to get them ready to leave. Yeah, the nest. but you're better at it than I am. So you help kind of bring me back to reality, like let them fail a little bit. I agree. I'm a better parent. So I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. So um, but yeah, they noticed some changes in Bryce's behavior. And um, didn't seem as into his friends, not as into school, more withdrawn. Uh, Bryce's girlfriend, Kim, mentioned that Bryce had started taking the prescription medication, Vivance. Okay. I think I've um, heard, is it like where if you want to study, you take this to focus? Mm -hmm. It's uh, similar to Adderall Mm -hmm. and used to treat ADHD. Okay. Which Bryce was not diagnosed with. Yeah. So he's 
buying it from somebody off the streets or whatever you want to say. Yep. And apparently, you know, when we were going to college, this wasn't really a, a drug that people use, but now it's like widespread, okay. whether it's Vivance or Adderall or uh-huh. one of those, you know, amphetamines. Yeah. Basically. And, and it's fine if you need it and you're prescribed it, but you know, it's never a good idea to take something you're not prescribed. Well, yeah, I'll tell you one thing. When I have a cold and I take pseudoephedrine, I feel like, and I'm working, I get a lot more done. And it's like, man, I could take this and just, you know, enhance my working ability. But then you crash at the end and it's terrible. Well, at one point in time, your body does have to come down. I am the opposite. Like if I have sinus issues going on and I have to take pseudoephedrine, I'm like, oh no. I always tell my friends at work, I feel tired, but wired. Yeah. That's how I feel on it. It's it's just not good. It affects everybody differently. But I mean, anyway. overall drug use, yeah, not, not great. So unfortunately, some rare Vivance side effects include psychosis, depression, mm. and mania. Okay. Obviously, very, very uh, uh, rare side effects. Sure. Otherwise, people wouldn't be taking these things. And then who knows, you know, another thing we talk about all the time, is it the drug or is it the person that you already had it in them Mm -hmm. and the drug kind of brought it out? Or a little bit of both. Right, right. So Bryce's roommate, his name, his uh, name was Sean Dixon. And uh, he said that Bryce was starting to drink hard liquor. Okay. Every single day. He's obviously self-medicating for something. 100%. And like, what is it? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. What is it? Nobody knows. His girlfriend didn't know. His roommate didn't know. You know, just something. Something in his head or whatever it might be. He would drink as much as two-fifths of vodka in one weekend. Oh, Um, and then... Not necessarily vodka. Any any liquor. You know, his parents are basically relying on the people in his lives to help them. Like, what's going on up there? We can't see it. Right. You know, and because sometimes two boys, they don't want to open up and tell you what's going on. Yeah, boys, we don't like to share our feelings, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. So, you know, they might be like, Bryce, what's going on? Nothing. I'm fine. Yeah. So just so you know, a fifth is the same size as a standard wine bottle. Okay. So it's one of the like the smaller bottles of liquor you can get in the store. It has like seventeen shots of liquor. And you were saying he was drinking how many of those? One, two of those in a weekend. Two of those in a weekend. Ugh. Yeah. So you're talking over thirty drinks. Yeah, basically. that's a lot. And I'm sure some beers and stuff and mm-hmm. whatever. So, so that something like that would take us like a month to get through if we were making like gin and tonics or something. Sure. Yeah. So now, and I don't know, like this Vivance, are you even supposed to be drinking when you're taking it? I don't know. I would guess no. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to. Um, so his roommate also confirmed what Kim said about Vivance, saying, yep, I saw him taking it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, whatever. So now, you know, obviously Kim would be like, what the, why are you starting to take, you know, these drugs? Is it, you know, studying or whatever? What, what's the deal here? Bryce said he was taking Vivance to stay help him stay up late to play video games oh, not a good reason yeah i was like man that is such a bad idea like you can stay up late playing video games just like if your body wants to go to sleep let it go to sleep mm-hmm. i mean you know there's some of these very competitive video games and you can get into it and it's, it takes a lot of attention i've played them call of duty and you need like to focus so much if you want to be a really good player in the game you got to i mean give 100 percent attention and like all the time so it's it's a bad idea, man. If you, if anybody out there is in college or whatever, and you think you got to take a drug to, to play a game, you know, look at your life choices. It's not a mm-hmm. great idea. You know, it's easy for us to say, but um, so Kim was worried when he told her this, obviously. But you know, he's he played it off. He's like, it's not a big deal. A lot of guys do it. And, you know, whatever. Just don't worry about it. I'm cool. You know, all that stuff. So clearly, like you said, something's up with Bryce at this point. And besides drugs and alcohol, nobody knows what started the downward spiral. Mm-hmm. 
So both Kim. Can I ask you yeah. real quick? How long after he started school and classes did this go down? Because I know he went to back to campus two weeks early. At what point in the mix? Did, it sounds like this was a very quick switch. Super quick, like right away. Okay. Within weeks of starting the semester. So like you said, what changed? Yeah. And usually you think it's a girl or something and it seemed like they had a good relationship. You think it might be a friend, but like these are the two of the closest people to him mm-hmm. and they couldn't even say. So yeah. whether maybe they're keeping something, I, who knows? You know, I don't know. And they're, they're, I'm not trying to say they are. I'm just... Odds are they're probably not because they want to help. Yeah, exactly. They want to help find them. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough situation. So um, both Kim and Sean noticed Bryce taking the Vance more and more often. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those things. I'm sure you build up a whatever tolerance tolerance thank you <laughs> i looked at you tolerance <laughs> um you build up a tolerance and you just want more and more because you want those same effects yeah um i, I know pseudoephedrine is like that for some people so um it, you know and they're, they're, they're all similar now when um when school start oh and on august 27th bryce broke up with kim via okay. text saying she would be better off without him mm. quote unquote he also sent his roommate sean a text which was kind of out of character. The not not the text, but what the text said. It said, "I love you, bro. Seriously, you are the best person I've ever met. You saved my soul." Okay. Now you get this kind of text, and it's like, "Uh oh, what's going on here?" Yeah, it's like almost like you're saying goodbye or something. Now on that same day, based on that, he gave Sean his Xbox. That's another worrying thing. You're giving away your personal belongings, and you're like saying goodbye type messages. You fear for suicide. And. Now, you know, you think everybody knows this, but you have to keep on saying it. If one of your friends are giving away things, they're looking to end their life or something. Something is changing that they wouldn't give away their beloved Xbox. If that's the reason why he's taking this Vivance, he's not going to give away his Xbox. Right. And uh, he also gave away diamond earrings that his mom gave to him. So alarming. Yeah. So on August 28th, Sean called Bryce's mom, Karen since he was worried about Bryce. Okay, so, smart friend. Good dude. I mean, that that takes some balls to just be like, you know, kind of out your friend, mm-hmm. you know, and, and rat him out a little bit. Yeah, it still. is. It's a tricky situation because you don't want to betray your friend, but you also don't want to regret not doing, helping them. Yeah, she told his mom about how he gave away the Xbox and everything mm-hmm. and the weird text message that he got. So, I mean, it's great to share your feelings about people, but this was just like, okay, he's clearly trying to say something before he's gone. Right. So Sean made the right decision there. Absolutely. Later on that same night, Bryce was with his girlfriend, Kim, at her house, and Kim took the keys to his car away because she was worried about his condition while driving. Okay. She's like, no, you're not driving tonight. And he's like, give me my keys back. And she's like, no. So Bryce called his mom. (laughs) <laughs> basically and was like she's not giving me my keys to my car that you know whatever like help talk some sense into her i'm totally fine mom you know i don't know this wasn't a quote this is basically uh, i understand yeah um and apparently you know, the mom was able to talk to kim and talk to her into giving the keys back hmm. yeah now where did bryce want to go with his car uh it sounds like he wanted to go back to his apartment okay where was he at kim's yeah at kim's house about an hour away from his apartment okay um and what was he taking that she was worried about him driving i don't know i could i'd imagine he was drinking and pills okay if i had to guess um they she didn't have a test or anything didn't say exactly so um once bryce got the keys she told him to go home his mom told him to go home and get to bed Mm -hmm. so he's like all right sounds good karen his mom offered to fly up to be with him. Said, "Hey, I'll fly in. Like, it sounds like things are going on. Let you know. Let me come see you. You mm-hmm. know, you're, like you said, you're worried about your son. It's just like 
babe, I'm going to be there. Like, you know, I, I can't imagine. You want to put your eyes on the situation yourself. Yeah. And hold your son and just be like, if everything, like you just heard from his friend that he's giving away stuff. Like yeah. you're, you're, you're worried as a parent, of right? Course. But then she talks to him and he's really good at, at talking it down. Right. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the other side. And you can talk you have that connection. It's like, okay, I feel like he might be okay. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, worried sick, obviously. So Karen offers to fly up and Bryce goes, no, 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 don't worry. He insists that, you know, don't come up until I'm able to talk to you tomorrow. And he said, I have a lot to talk to you about, quote, unquote, um, which is worrying as a parent. You're like, what are you talking about? Like, what is it? Yeah, just tell me now. Like, yeah, it's, uh, so she, he's like, no, no, I'll talk to you about it tomorrow after I get ahead, you know, clear, clear sleep or whatever. He ended up leaving Kim's apartment at 1130 p.m. Okay. At 1 a.m. that night. So the next day, August 29th, mm-hmm. Bryce called his mom another time. Um, this was living so about an hour and a half after he left. Um, and he should have been to his apartment by now. Of course, Karen assumed he was calling from his apartment because that's about how long it takes. But records indicated that he called from somewhere about an hour south of where he was. So he lived north. Of, and he went the wrong direction, basically. Correct. Yep. He went the opposite direction of his apartment, um, which would mean he was about two and a half hours to three hours south of his apartment. Okay. Um then later, so, you know, they had a talk. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what was said. It might have been, yeah, I'm going to sleep, whatever. I'm- so Karen didn't realize that he wasn't at his apartment. Correct. Okay. Then later that morning at 11 a.m., so 10 hours later, mm-hmm. Karen and her husband Michael were notified that Bryce had used the roadside assistance from their car insurance. Just like, hey, just so you know, your roadside assistance was used. So that sets off little alarms. They're like, okay, what, what happened? They learned a manned... Um, but yeah, they learned a man named Christian from Castro Tire and Gas in Buttonwillow, California, delivered three gallons of gas to Bryce after he ran out around 9 a.m. So they called this guy, Christian. They're like, hey, hey, a cute, like, help us out. Like, what was going on? He's like, no, he seemed like totally fine. He was just sitting there waiting for gas. I don't know if he was sleeping or whatever, but they're like, can you do us a favor? Can you go check on him? Can you like just go back to where it was? It would help us out. He's been acting strangely. He's giving away things. You know, he's sending weird text messages. So Christian was nice. He's like, yeah, I'll go back and check it out. That was really nice. Super cool. Christian offered to go back to the spot where he delivered the gas to see if Bryce was still there. Sure enough, he found Bryce. So he delivered the gas at 9 a.m., you say. Yep. And this is around 11-ish a.m. Mm-hmm. So a couple hours later, after he had gotten the gas, after Bryce had gotten the gas he needed for his car, he filled it up and he literally just got back in his car and sat there? Sat there. Okay. And now he's been driving for like 10, 11, 12 hours by this point. Right around 11.30 p.m. So yeah, we're at about 12 hours at this point, somewhere beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been driving a long time. Who knows if he just snoozed or whatever. And I mean, he's just tired, but he's in the exact same spot. Right. Which is like alarming. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So Christian talked to Bryce and he's like, um, yeah, Christian got to the car and explained to Bryce that his parents were worried. He's like, they're, they're worried, man. Call them. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're, they're worried about you. And he called them to Christian, called them and let the Lispices know that their son's location was the exact same spot. And Bryce was only three hours away from his parents' house at this time. Okay. So he'd made that long, long drive. I mean, eight hours typically, nine, you know, whatever it is. Maybe he stopped a few times, but it's it's been a long, long drive. So he's literally only three hours from his parents' house. Correct. Okay. 
so at this point you're like should i go get them and of course bryce is like no 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 it's fine don't worry don't don't be stupid don't come and get me i'm three hours away i'm an adult here don't worry mm-hmm. and of course you are you it know? sounds like he's pretty convincing absolutely and like they like i said charming like he knows how to talk to people mm-hmm. he knows. and you're at the mercy of what he's telling you and how his voice sounds you're not there yep so he ended up talking to his mom and he's like, yep, I'm just going to drive the rest of the way. I'll see you in like three hours. Easy peasy. Yep. And Christian watched him drive off. Okay. This was right around 3 p.m. Okay. So he sat at that location from 9 a.m. Yeah. to 3 p.m. Yeah. Thinking about stuff. Wow. Whatever he's going through, he's thinking yeah. about it. Or like you said, sleeping too. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of both, I'm sure. Um, so 6 p.m. came and went. Where the hell are you, Bryce? So he should have been home by that 6 p.m. to his parents' house. He wasn't there. So they went to the police department and filed the missing persons report with the Orange County Sheriff. They're just like, this too much, too many things are adding up here. Let's just be better safe than sorry. Sure. And that way they can get more investigation on where he is. Okay, so you're saying a missing person, so he's not answering his cell phone. Correct. Okay, and at this point in time, like we can do the find my iPhone, I can see where you are. Like sometimes you forget to text me when you're at a meeting, and I want to know that you arrived safely. So I do check your location, not because I'm spying on you, but I want to know that you arrived safely. When I'm at my girlfriend's house, I leave my phone in my car. Yeah, I know that. No, you don't. You leave your car at the place you say you're going to be and have your girlfriend pick you up there. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Yeah. See? I help. So, yeah, you're right. At this time, they didn't necessarily have to find Mm -hmm. my iPhone. Maybe they did. I don't know. But um, they were able to file the missing persons report, and police quickly attempted to track where Bryce was by his cell phone pings. And they found him just a few miles from where Christian had seen him last. Oh, my gosh. So three more hours went by. He moved his car. How many miles? Um, it was yeah, negligible. Like so 10, we're talking 10, like miles. maybe he drove for another five minutes. Right. Maybe maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Who knows? And he's n- just pulling off the side of the road and just sitting there. Yeah. Which is dangerous. Yeah. Yep. So the officers went to the spot where he was pinged and they found Bryce. They said he seemed clear headed. Like they talked. I mean, these are police officers. Mm-hmm. They know what they're looking for here. Right. Right. Um, not intoxicated in any way and actually pretty friendly. Okay. So it's like So he's not showing any kind of mental health crisis when they're speaking to him. He's not looking like he's under the influence. Right. And next question, did they look in his car? Yep, they looked. Couldn't find drugs, alcohol, nothing in his car. Hmm. So they're like, "Okay, well, I mean, your parents want you, buddy, okay? <laughs> like your parents are worried." So yeah. police told Bryce his parents were worried and he should call them. He was hesitant to make the call, so the police dialed his phone for him. Okay, and why is he hesitant to speak with his parents? Probably whatever's going on in his brain. We'll never know, right? So his mom answered. She told him to just get home, and they were worried about him, and I can only imagine what you know situation she's in, what kind of a, you know, a just a worry like that she's in right now. Because now he's going to be driving at night because yeah. he won't be arriving at the earliest is like around 9 p.m. Yep. That worries me. So Karen and Michael also called Christian again, the guy that brought the gas, because at this point, he's been a lot of help. And obviously, he's concerned for this guy, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Like, I can't believe another human being would, like, care this much to be able to help. That, that's really touching. Like, the police kind of have to help, you know, which is great. And they did a good job. But Christian, you know, he's going above and beyond. So they call him again. They're like, is it possible you could just go check on him one more time mm-hmm. to make sure he gets on the expressway? And he confirmed their son got on the interstate, headed south towards their home. Uh, so he, he checked to make sure he even followed him for that's what minutes. i wondered if he followed him yeah he's like okay and i'm sure he was in constant contact with karen or just yeah. like yeah and where he's, he's still driving 
So he must have followed him. Then, you know, he went back home. He's not going to follow him no, all the way. No, the three hours. Yeah. He's like, okay, I think he's in a good location. So they didn't hear from Bryce again until 2 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah. So around this time, it's 6-ish. Like I said, he should be arriving around 9-ish. Yep. Now it's 2 a.m. Yep. On the next day, August 30th. So that's six. And that's eight hours. Yeah. This like this whole ordeal took like over 24 hours. Yeah. Like insane. Right. And it's like, what is going on the whole time? That's why this whole case is just so baffling. You're like, what, what are you doing? Right. That's what I say to you all the time. Mike, you, what are you doing? And you want to shake me, but you can't because what I'm much larger. What are you larger. doing? Right. You just want to shake me. But <laughs> it's just so hard when you're not there. That's yeah. that's the hardest part. I'm such a control freak. It would drive me insane to just you're only again relying on what they're telling you. Yep. So Bryce called his mom one last time to tell her he was going to pull to the side of the road and get some sleep. He's like, I've been driving all day, all you know, for a long time. I just need to sleep on the side of the road here. What did he tell his mother he'd been doing since Christian followed him onto the expressway? You know, I, I don't know for sure, but if if I'm guessing, I would think she didn't want to, you know, get him mad or anything, and probably just be like, okay, okay, honey, you Bryce. Know. It's been eight hours since Christian followed you onto the expressway. Well, she also doesn't want him driving if he thinks he should sleep. Yeah, right? I get that, a hundred percent. Pull off, get yourself some rest, because yeah. they say driving tired is like driving drunk. Right. So she's like, he's like, I'm going to pull to the side of the road. She said, okay, and expected to see him the next morning, much like she had the other three or four times. Mm-hmm. Okay, and unfortunately, that didn't happen. Did she ever speak with him again? Nope, that was it. <sighs> Shit. At around 8 a.m., instead of Bryce being at their door, the next person at their doorstep was California Highway Patrol. Which is the last person you want to see at your door when you're expecting your child home. Yep. He informed the Laspisas that Bryce's car had been found abandoned near Castic Lake, about two hours from their home. So okay. still two hours away. So when they spoke with him at 2 a.m., did he share his location? I'm not sure. Okay. I'm, well, at this time, there's a missing persons report, so I'm sure they know exactly where he was. I'm sure they pinged it. I'm wondering when he spoke with them at 2 a.m., I assume he said he's pulling off to sleep. I assume that this was near this Castic Lake. Uh, yeah, it's right in the same area. Uh-huh. So um, the police officer said his rear window was broken. Um, and depending where you listen to things, it's kind of foggy. So they say that it was up by kind of on a... Uh, not a ravine. An embankment? Yeah, like an embankment. They said his car was kind of up on an embankment. Now, whether he put it up there on purpose, like I think he wanted to make it look like it fell over like in an embankment and kind of tumbled, mm. but it's a little confusing. So they said it seemed like he was almost trapped in the car and he kicked out the back window. Right. And then got out that way. Could they tell if the window had been broken from the inside it versus seems the like outside? Yes. The, the, that's what it seems like, based okay. on what I'm reading. So it could be wrong, but yes, that's what they said, that he broke it out from the inside. Um, they found his phone, his laptop, and wallet all still inside the car. So you know, it wasn't a sign of somebody doing anything mm-hmm. and no sign of Bryce anywhere. So surveillance cameras from that morning showed that Bryce pulled off to an access road instead of the side of the road for his nap. Okay. So instead of pulling over, he came to an access road and was going somewhere. An access road... Uh- can you just clarify that with um, me? Just so, so, I... so instead of going to the side of the road, he went to a road that was accessing something. Okay. He, he turned into like an area that was going towards a quarry or something like okay. that. Towards this Castic Lake. Got Lake it. Castic. Got it. So um, yeah, basically, instead of pulling over, he didn't. 
He kept on going somewhere. Even though Bryce told his parents that he was pulling over to sleep at 2.09 a.m., surveillance footage showed him driving down the access road to Castic Lake at 2.30 a.m. Okay, so he most certainly did not pull off and just stop. Yep. And approximately two hours later at 4.29, the same camera photographed Laspisa's car again. Was it move? It was moving? Yeah. So he's like driving around this lake. He's thinking of doing something. Yeah. You know, I would maybe building up courage yeah. to do something. Right. That's what it screams to me. So that's the last they saw. Tons of sheriff's deputies searched the 2200 acre Castic Lake. Mm-hmm. So I, would, I mean, this was a big deal. They had people out there and obviously, you know, his parents are probably well off. So it was probably a, a bigger story, which is unfortunate. And how much money you have should have nothing to do with no. how, how much they look for your son. There's or no daughter. more value on a human based yeah. on the money you bring in. Nothing against the list pieces. No, but, not at all. Yeah. And most of the 11,000 acre park after Bryce's car, after they found his car, but there was no sign of him. Um, they had divers and all that stuff. Nothing. No footprints to kind of track what direction he walked in. Um, well, they had cadaver dogs that were unable to trace his scent. But at the same time, there were dogs. I'm, I'm going to tell you in a second here. Um, dive crew spent uh, days searching the lake. Helicopters circled the area. They were looking for anything, but there was still no trace. They dredged the lake and found nothing. Police dogs. So the cadaver dogs didn't find anything, but they had other dogs. Okay. I don't know. You know, they're searching to for find things. dead versus living. alive living right. people. So cadavers found nothing, but the police dogs that follow scents, they got Bryce's scent. They followed it. Bryce's scent to a truck stop nearby. Okay. But it couldn't pick up anything after that. Hmm. Did somebody pick him up? A hundred percent, as far as I'm concerned. You're right, because it went there and then it ended. Yeah. So they couldn't find any. If he left and went another slightly different direction, they'd find like two different trails. Like you're not going to take the exact same. So that was uh, probably the biggest thing in this whole case is that they found that. that, Which is encouraging because then it says he led himself away from the lake versus dying in the lake. Right. Exactly. Um, On September 4th, 2013, years later. Right? No, because you oh, told me year? that was 2013. Okay, so same year. So this would have been just days later. Um, they found a charred human charred human remains. Okay. Near? Near Lake Castic Cast- okay. Lake. But they didn't belong to Bryce. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm sorry for that person, but... And I mentioned that because it was big news. It was like, oh, is this Bryce around the time? Obviously, everybody thinks so. No, it wasn't. Now, did they ever solve what happened to that person? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't mean to divert you, but that's like alarming. Yes. Yeah, you would think so. Uh, four years later, a skull was found on a nearby highway and made news again, but that was negative as well. There had been some other leads that also led nowhere. So in 2015, the Las Pisas even did their own search of Castic Lake with the help of professional investigators. They hired them. They're like, okay, maybe the police did something wrong or did they couldn't, you know, didn't look in the right area. Maybe something's been dredged up in the years. Who knows? Um, Karen told the Chicago Tribune, quote, we hired a sonar boat that searched for two days. Yeah, I was wondering about that. And did not find any human remains. Okay. And is it possible it could have missed it? Right. Maybe. But, I mean, we've dredged. We've dove. Like, people dove down there. The sonar boat. I mean, it sounds like he's not in that lake. Yeah. And our private investigator had a drone operator searching the area north of the boat launch access road. Nothing was found. Uh, As for theories on where Bryce may be, Detective Robert Martindale of the LAPD was the lead investigator on the case, and he believed maybe Bryce decided to walk away from his life. 
just kind of start something brand new and just be like, I'm done with this. I'm going to do something else. But he was in contact with his parents throughout the whole ordeal of driving. You would think that he would stop. Yeah, like stop talking to them. Right. Maybe he wanted to get home and talk to his mom before he did it and be like, I just want to do something totally different. But then he was like, but then she's going to be so sad and she's going to talk me out of it. I just want to do this. I I don't know. I I have find that hard to believe. Yeah, so... um. In an interview, Martindale noted that bloodhounds were brought to Castic Lake and quickly picked up Laspisa's scent. So they definitely did, like I said. And like I said, the dogs followed the scent across a dam to the truck stop. So, so he again. thinks, again, yeah. Uh, Martindale's theory is maybe Bryce got a ride from a trucker, uh-huh. but his parents don't think he would have willingly disappeared. So they're like, this isn't in his character. No, and that's just the thing. I mean, you know, we're parents, and if that was the case, I would say, hell no, this did not happen. Right. And so now Laspisa's parents, you know, they're like, yeah, he wouldn't have just done that. Maybe he had a brain injury from whatever happened to the car. Um, You know, after the crash, he wasn't thinking clearly. Detective Martindale stated the answer to Laspisa's disappearance probably had something to do with whatever he wanted to discuss with his mom, Mm -hmm. which I would agree with that, too. And that's like, I think he's thinking along the same lines as me. It's he wanted to say something, but it was too much. He couldn't build up the courage. And he wanted to say it face to face. Right, right. And the closer he got, the more real it became. Yeah. I wonder what it was. Yeah. I know. Like, what could it be? And that's the other thing with like kids. It's like our love for our kids is like it's never ending. Yeah. And we're going to be there for our kids no matter what it is they tell us. And you know that Bryce's parents would have helped him with whatever it was. Always. No matter how bad it is, your your parents will help you, kids. Yeah. yeah. If you have supportive, loving parents, they're going to be there. So you know Karen and Michael would have been there for him had he given them the opportunity to be. We always tell our kids, no matter what you get through, like, come to us. Like, now, I always <laughs> I joke with our son, like, if it's you killed somebody... We'll talk about yeah, the situation. We'll figure that like one out, it, but yeah, but I mean, it's you it still talk to us. We'll figure it out, best right? Way possible. Like we might not be able to solve the problem for you, but yeah. it takes a big burden off when you share your, you know, woes with somebody. Yep. But poor Karen and Michael didn't even have the chance to know what it was that was on his mind and in his heart to get the opportunity. No. So since police haven't found a body, they haven't closed the case. Gosh. Um, it's possible drug and alcohol abuse brought on a psychotic episode. Yeah. Or maybe stopping the advance from the drive gave him some withdrawals or some kind of crazy emotional swing. Plus, we don't know what was mentally going on underlying there. Was there some sort of bipolar schizophrenia happening, which is that's why he started using the drugs and using the alcohol? You would have to think, yeah. So, yeah. So his mother told reporters, quote, I'll never give up hope, but it's really difficult. It's it's gut-wrenching every day not knowing. It's a living nightmare. I can't imagine... And it makes me feel sick in my soul that they're going through this. So yep. many unanswered questions. Where is my son? What happened? Yep. And he's, you know, a redhead, um, good looking dude. You know, we'll post it on Instagram. It's, you'd, you'd know him if you saw him. Of course, 10 year, nearly 10 years has gone by at this point. We're yeah. at the nine year mark right now. So obviously, he's going to look a little bit different. But, you know, what is he, 29 years old right now, somewhere um, around there? Well, with all the resources they have, they have like aged photos mm-hmm. of what he would look like now. Um, there's a, a Facebook page. If you go to like Facebook and search, 
search Brent Laspisa, you'll be able to find it. Um, to this day, his parents still post missing persons posters all over. They have a um, uh, they do a thing where they hand out cards to people and say this like nice act was oh. because of Bryce. Like, oh, please, God, that pay makes it me forward. want to cry. Oh, yeah. So they're, they're trying to remember their son, they, and they still have that faith that he's out there somewhere. His uh, his roommate even said that he left out Bryce's shoes oh. in case he ever comes back. Oh, that makes me cry. And he said he knows he's coming back. Um, you know, it, that was years ago, so maybe he doesn't have them out anymore. But first, he left them out there. Yeah. And he was like, well, um, th- this date's coming up. It means a lot to us, and I think he's going to come back. You just keep hoping and hoping, and then their birthdays pass, and then Christmas comes, and it's just like another knife in the chest. Yeah. And as the years go by, your hope probably dwindles that yeah. maybe there's a field that he went to and, and something happened to him and he died and they just haven't found his body. So many things. Or maybe he's alive and well somewhere and you hope for that. And if he wanted a different life, I hope he got what he was looking yeah. for, you know, but yeah, it's if you have any information, go to that Facebook page and, and post it there. There's people still actively posting and looking for him. And oh, and one quick story, the somebody found somebody that looked like him really um, in like south dakota or you know don't quote me on the state but it was somewhere out, uh-huh. out in the u.s and it was like wow that, that somebody had a, like a, a random little picture that they posted and they're like oh so, so a police detective went and checked it out and he's like this dude looks exactly like bryce really he said it's a spitting image i talked to the guy it's not him like he verified this story and everything could he be lying you know That's if, if you, you want to do this whole ruse to start a new life you're going to lie. Right. You're course. not going to be like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm Bryce. Well, especially somebody like Bryce who's charming and, you know, witty and stuff. And a guy who can, you know, and obviously creative. He's got, you know, an artsy type that's creative. I would. I that. hope that that's the case that, you know, he is out there and. Yeah. And that maybe he'll come back to his parents. That, you, that would be amazing. You ask yourself as your parent, like, why did I do wrong? You know? Well, I mean, it's... But it's nothing. It's not you. It would be tragic to think that your child would do this and... Want a different and life. Want a different life away from you. Yeah. I it's, can't imagine. Either scenario is not a good one. Yep. So, so wow. I, I hope one day so. we'll have more answers about this because I can't imagine what those parents are going through. Yep. So, that's it. Well, good job, Mike. Thank you. So if you have any info, go ahead to that Facebook page and, and let them know. Um, but I want to say quickly, thank you so much to our patrons. If you like our, our podcast, we do a bonus episode every other week. So mm-hmm. um, and if you were your patron, you get one or two of those every single month. So uh, go check it out. And I want to shout out some of our patrons over here. These are all absolutely gorgeous human beings, by the way. So I'm going to start Colleen, Lily, Karen, Nadine, Allie, Michael, Dominic, Brian, Shannon, Elizabeth, Mandy, Alana, uh, Vivian, Trisha, Lauren. Hey, we're we're getting up there, man. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for everybody's support. It's so awesome. Yeah. It's, it allows us to pay for our hosting for this podcast and pay for all this different stuff, the lighting and the cameras, and there's a lot of maybe stuff that I'll, goes on in the background. Maybe a holder for my microphone. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, we really honestly appreciate you. And again, if you can leave a review online yeah. while you're listening to this, it helps us out quite Thank a bit. Thank you guys so much. This week you sent me two new patrons that you know, you always send me the screenshot and it's like, woo woo! I got you an email. Yeah, I get an email and I sent it to her and we, we high-fived at the, uh, the thing yesterday. So yeah. That was cool. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you so much. And until next time. Bye. Bye.